The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water, Water Life Science. I'm Sharon Kleina. For many, many years now, I have been doing the show with Voice America and um, 10 years, and the show that the guests we've had on the show had been from out of the country, all over the world, in the country of the United States of America, and we've been representing you for you to listen, from scientists to authors to people who have been holistic scientists, people who have been very concerned about the nature of our well-being on this planet Earth to live, and, and it's not been just all, uh, what you say, uh, the nature of, of, uh, of um, <clears throat> growing a garden or uh, going out there having a massage therapy or going out and learning how your, what your symptoms are about uh, with your everyday life. And my goal has been the symptoms of the planet's Earth living with you and living with me and all life on the planet. I don't care if you're the bark on the tree or you're the moving little uh, leaf of hair beisha, which is the uh, ladybug. It's a Dutch leaf of hair beisha is a ladybug that they call it in Holland. It, whatever it may be, the life of our planet. But the reason I wanted to call this the power of water is because the power of the water is the face of the whole planet. And as I will keep repeating over and over again with this show, and when we grow and have a bigger shows and more shows and more hosts helping me, I will be planting your position, your excitement, your mission, is that you need to join with us with the pilgrimage that from the beginning of time, there was water vapor in the air. And the water vapor was there for billions of years, surrounding the whole planet Earth. Water vapor, humidity, circling the whole planet. But all of a sudden, as the billions of years evolved in time and algorithm patients of life, organism of uh, life is organism the patience of the organism, the water vapor began to have a heavier evaporation. It wasn't just a fine mist any longer. It would begin to change a temperature, and the vapor droplet would come out heavier and be rain and pound down on the planet Earth. And as time passed, 
the organism of that water began the phase of beginning life on the planet Earth. So the planet Earth began to develop where we're at today, billions of years later. What are you? You're a walking sponge of water. What are your symptoms and your complaints? A walking sponge of water. The earth, if you can look out your door and walk on the planet Earth, it's the same identical organism of life and faith. A sponge of water. I am the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, Water Life Science. I headquarter out of Grants Pass, Oregon all these years. And many, many, many years ago, I was studying to write a book, and I found myself, where have we been? Water is our whole life. It's the primary uh, organism and face of all life or there would be no planet Earth. It's like one time we had Dr. Cecil Johnson on here from that with NASA, and I said, Dr. Johnson, Dr. Cecil, uh, Dr. Dwayne Cecil, not Johnson, Dr. Dwayne Cecil. And I said, Dr. Cecil, when you're out there exploring in the solar space, do you ever judge the moisture, humidity, vapor of coming from the planet Earth? radiating to the rest of the solar system? He says, yes, we do. And that's what gives them the uh, understanding of how those other planets are living with the planet Earth. You must learn that too. All science, all research, physicians, all walks of life, the newborn baby. And this is what it's all about. Earth operates functions with the organism of life electrolytically. It isn't just the lightning every day, when you see that. It's every day. You're like a walking battery charged from your body water living with the water vapor. There are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. Everybody is different. Charging with that life of vapor. Your water vapor if it gets contaminated and polluted, what does it do to you? It doesn't charge you the way it should because it's having to struggle to keep you supplemented with your body's water and the relationship of recycling with the water vapor to keep you alive. It's water vapor that is your most influence of your whole life. You left your mother's pocket a sack of water. You entered into that delivery spot. And you begin an evaporation process to death. And that evaporation process is all uniquely individual. Water is your most important life and faith on the planet. There's nothing for you personally or everything that you love. Nothing more important than water. Now, what has happened is the fresh water is going lower into the aquifers and we don't have as much fresh water on the surface of the planet that we have to have. We need to have new technology. Let's challenge that. Go find some technology to bring that water to the surface. When the water rain comes down, Bring keep it on some on the surface. Don't let it all run to the ocean. 
try to hold some back and try to supplement the water vapor the way it was many years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, because it does influence the water vapor. They recycle each other electrolytically. Now, your body is made up of every single organ has a certain percentage of water. Now, the body is operating with the skin organ as your filter system to be able to live with the water in the body and working with the water vapor of the air to recycle you. Then you take modern technology that you've learned about and to do five things. And I'll bet you you're not doing them all. You need to learn to breathe. The water vapor. Isn't that important that you've learned to breathe correctly? Why should the skin do it all by itself? So when you breathe in through the nose with exercises up to 10, you can breathe in through the nose and filter it out through the mouth with like the earth does it. Breathe in through the nose. Push it out through the mouth, exhale, and it's, it's, it's filtering your body. It's detoxifying. It's vital. Every day, give it an exercise. You've been learning about exercises other directions, other ways. Well, guess what? Your lungs, the organs of your body internally, need to learn how to breathe. Number two, drinking water is vital. One whole glass at a time. Let it absorb Let it make a decision. Don't you make the decision. The body has to make the decision. So when you're drinking a glass of water, don't add anything to it, maybe a lemon rind or something. Don't block the absorption with something heavy in it. The heavier the water, it won't absorb. The lighter the water, it will absorb. And temperature is very important. Ice water is if you need to have a stimulation of your circulation. But remember, if it might be too cold, so you won't have an absorption. You need to absorb your water to slow down that evaporation. Number three, the nutrition you choose. It's up to you. It's a freedom. You can make a decision. What you eat, what you shouldn't eat, and how to eat. It's vital. The other one, moderate exercise. The body needs to have a moderate exercise to keep it mechanically motivated, keep it mechan- the energy, keep it electrolytically working with the energy of the water vapor and the body water uh, energy. The last one, sleep. No different than earth goes to sleep to rejuvenate itself to recycle itself. Have you ever noticed where there's a lot of goo at night in some areas of the world? Well, guess what? You need to recycle. You need to replenish. Do some breathing exercises before you go to bed. If you happen to wake up in the middle of the night, do some breathing exercises to go back to sleep. It does work. All with the water and the vapor of the air. That's the secret. Just remember, it's free if you're willing to learn. Not everything costs a fortune. And your symptoms, your complaints, just remember the five things I told you. If you learn to take that serious and you practice them every day, you might be able to get through what I'm going to have a show about today. We have Mary Wingo, who's a PhD. She was originally, I don't know if she still is, 
from Ecuador, and she's been studying stress for many years as a scientist, and she's an author. Stress. Do you get upset because of traffic? Did you get upset because you couldn't find your favorite recipe? Did you get stressed because somebody wasn't being so kind to you, being disrespectful? Did you get stressed because of the weather? Did you get stressed because something went wrong at your job or in the home or uh, you were stressed? Maybe the stress grew and you didn't learn how to deal with that stress. We're going to learn a lot about that today from Mary Wingo, Dr. Wingo. We'll we'll listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research with Nature's Tears Eye Mist. In the brain, it's 80 to 85% water, and in the womb of the mother at the same breast, the eyes and the brain connect. At the surface of your eye, did you know it's 99% water connected to the brain from behind that is 80 to 85% water? When you're not acquiring the supplementation of the recycling of the water vapor of the air, the water of the eyes can become over-evaporated to severe dehydration that causes you to wear glasses causes allergies, causes even a common cold and viruses. It can cause you to even go blind because it became too extreme. I was had it brought to attention many years ago from ophthalmology research. Would I study that? I studied it and showed them. It needs a technology of supplementation to assist the water vapor to attract to recycle the 99% water at the surface. No different than you brush your teeth, you eat food, you're drinking water, you're getting moderate exercise, you're sleeping. You need a supplementation of the water vapor because we're not, because of contamination of the air, we're not getting the supplementation we require. What is the problem of the eyes? Over evaporation. What happens when the eye drop touches it? It can cause another evaporation. Nature's Tears Eye Mist was given birth many years ago, a supplement with the trade secret of tissue culture grade water with just a mist for your everyday life. I I, apply it with even if I don't need it that day, if I think I don't need it. I work at supplementation, and I know many people around the world are supplementing like they brush their teeth to prepare for trying to slow down the over-evaporation that causes eyes to have vision impairment and stress. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. And we'll be back with Dr. Wingo. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of Pure All-Natural Water. 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Wingo, are you with us? I am, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm glad we could get together here, and I need to tell the audience that. All of my guests I have not talked to before the show intentionally, so I get to get to know you at the, uh, during the show. And are you living in Ecuador or are you living in the United States and Texas? Yes, I am a permanent resident of Ecuador and I will be uh, applying for um, citizenship next year. Okay, and, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to introduce from Texas. <laughs> okay, I am going to introduce you then. It says here that uh, you have a Ph.D. from the University of North Texas in physiology, specifically human stress research. This field of study deeply has challenged you to become fully under, to fully understand the human adaptation of its mechanisms require, and, and requiring diving you personally dove deep into all levels of biology, ecology, psychology, sociology, as well as economics and politics. And uh, now you've chosen to live in Ecuador. And um, by the way, if we ever do another show and you're in Ecuador, we can do it from there, which we've done with people all over the world. But Dr. Ringo, tell us, you know, I've often found that individuals have have reasons they do, do research, did you find yourself with somebody in your life or yourself that you found that stress had to be challenged? What is this stress? What is causing the stress? Well, it, it, was, it, it was very interesting you asked. Thanks for asking that. Um, what, what it was was, uh, you, know, you know, I've always been deeply interested in, uh, in human physiology. I mean, you know, from, you know, just, 18, 20 years of age, I've always just been a, a, a deep student um, of the, you know, the, the mechanisms of, of how the human uh, operates, the actual human body operates. And uh, when I got into graduate school, I realized that there was sort of this sector, this sort of subsector, kind of this uh, sort of crazy, obscure sector, and it was a you know, it's a psychophysiology, or you know, and, and specifically, uh, my professor, you know, was a uh, you know deep, you know, fairly well known, uh, fairly well known researcher in human research, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fascinating because it's basically where we go wrong in our stress mechanisms, and they are mechanisms, is where the origin of every single disease originates. I mean, it's it's the um, you know etymology of how we operate, and then when things go wrong, 
It doesn't matter where it's at. It doesn't matter what location in the body we're, we're talking about. But every single disease that exists to mankind is caused by a derangement of the stress response. Stress response gone wrong. Right. That's right. And I'm going to t- share with you something, and then we'll go back and forth. As, and on this show, Dr., it's almost like my research, your research, and they get to eavesdrop listening to what <laughs> you've learned and what I have learned, too. So far back, Dr., the reason I started Biologic Aqua Research and where I'm at today, an enormous amount of millions of dollars investment later, and what we've accomplished worldwide here is a new direction of thinking. I began to study stress because of when an individual was diagnosed with cancer, which I was president of the American Cancer Society at the time, I found myself that a lot of the, uh, the uh, cancer patients, the ones that had the worst problem would maybe win and, and, and get into remission, and the one maybe that had the opportunity to beat it gave up and lost. So I thought, we've got to do something about this stress. So I started almost blaming it on the family and their impact. I started blaming it on some certain... And then all of a sudden, I could see that the individuality of the body is living with the air we're living with called water vapor, the water of the air, recycling with the evaporation of the body. Then I started studying through the many years the evaporation of the body since the mother gave birth and the baby left that sack of water, entered in to live with water vapor, that individually everybody has a different stress level because of the water vapor living with recycling with the water in the body. And you're right, doctor. When the body is triggered because of the water in the body per organ, has a percentage of water per organ. But there's something we're learning along the way as I was studying and I became nationally known and all, ophthalmology research came to me and said, would you study the eyes that way? Because the eyes are, were having an impact of over-evaporation at the surface of the eye because the surface of the eye, doctor, is 99% water. But right. as I found and I studied in the womb of the mother, the, ba- the eyes and the brain connect during the same breath. What, why did nature do that? Well, the brain is 80 to 85% water with influence throughout the body as all organs influence each other. But the surface of the eyes, when that eyelid opens and begins a recycling electrolytic like a battery to lift mm, with the water right. vapor of the air, the eyes go on impact. If, if there's not enough for that individual's evaporation, the eyes are overstressed and over-evaporate. And what does that do behind the eyes? The brain then has to go on overload, and the whole body is on overload trying to recharge. And the stress is an individual uh, impact. Um, you can say, we, and you've been learning it too, as you see a person here, that person lives with an enormous amount of stress and can live with it. This other person lives with maybe less stress, but can't live with any stress. And as you've learned, that those organs of the body 
all having to recycle with the way you choose to live as a person, but also the body loses its energy if the person is overstressed. It's almost like the body wants to give up, although it's trying its best to hang on for dear life like Earth is, and you can look at Earth, what it's going through, human life, all life, the surface of the tree has living that way. So, Doctor, you were right on. Uh, Stress is everything there is to do with what the Earth's going through, with what the water on on the surface of the Earth is going through, because it's a living organism, and then all life on Earth is living with evaporation of stress individually. How do, you, how do you live with that, doctor? How do we teach people what that is all about? It's what you've been learning. Well, let me kind of add something uh, to your, what you were just talking about, fluid dynamics. I mean, this is real quick, and I'm not going to go over any, I'm going to try not to go over anybody's head, but this is a very important part um, of understanding stress, and you're going to love this. What, as part part of the fluid dynamics um, that 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 really facilitates um, how the stress mechanism operates is actually a big part of that is found in the lymphatic system. And you know all about that. That's just basically extracellular water. Um, you know, it's, 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 it is the fluid that is held um, outside the actual uh, cells. And it, you know, delivers nutrients, it takes away excrement, and of course, you know, you have your electrolytes, um, so you know that you know you actually have function. You know, you've got all kinds of stuff. And what happens? This is really interesting. Is the the stress mechanism controls this fluid dynamic, and it controls it, Sharon, through um, inflammation. Okay. Right. All inflammation right. is. It is an imbalance of fluid dynamics. And there we go. That's what inflammation is. Right. That's right. right. And the purpose of the inflammation, the purpose of inflammation is to put whatever stress body part it, you know, you have. So you have a, a twisted ankle. Okay, that is a stress body part. Well, it, it, you, you have inflammation as sort of like this biologic jail, temporary, hopefully temporary biologic jail that um, allows the tissue to intelligently remodel itself, okay? So mm-hmm. you can't have tissue remodeling if it, you know, if, if you're running a marathon on it, right? It, you have right. to have the signals of pain and immobility so, you know, you're, you're, not, you're not running a marathon on a, on a twisted or broken ankle. This is the reason mm-hmm. for pain. And right. it's the same thing. If, if you do not, okay, and if you have, like, the metabolites um, that result from a stressed organ, okay, and they, for whatever reason, the fluid dynamics of the lymphatic, which is, as you know, totally passive, it doesn't have the force that, like, um, the arteries do. I mean, this is a passive um, uh, a mechanism that goes along with the veins. Um, if you do not have um, the return to like the 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 the, the ducts, the lymphatic ducts, if it just kind of collects and causes small or large grade edema, then basically your cells are sitting in their own excrement. 
And sometimes you have to help it out. And this is where drinking water, doing um, lymphatic massage. Let me back you up for just a second. The cells, yeah, go ahead. that to the audience so they understand. Then your cells, if, they, if, they, if, they, if, the, if the body is going through all of this lymphatic uh, inflammation, let's call it inflammation. And yes. uh, in other words, the body is having to go on over, overload because it's almost inflamed. Uh, trying to set us uh, 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 an algorithm behavior of rhythm. So everything is operating yes. together as an organism should. But if yes. it can't, the cells then become lymphatic. They, they're having a hard time to recycle and, and live with the body's recycling. And then all of a yes. sudden, we call, they call it toxin, but you called it something else. Tell the audience what that means. I call well, it, well, I'm going to share with you something. I call it manure because it keeps manure, up. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and yeah there you go. Now you explain. It, okay. Yeah, it's basically excrement because a body in perfect, and this is a little bit geeky, and, you know, and again, um, you know, I, I apologize. I don't want to go over anybody's head. I'm going to try to keep this as simple as possible. Right. But, because yeah. I'm going to tell you, even a, a scientist in the laboratory needs to have common sense. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're we're we we are quite arrogant bunch, and um, we um, we enjoy uh, obfuscating uh, concepts that nobody but ourselves can understand. And I, I want to change all this because this is extremely important, especially right now where um, so many people are dying early and being right. bankrupted um, by the medical system, which is already dysfunctional. Right. Because of stress. And so this right. is a, a humanitarian crisis issue, in my opinion. But, but right. yeah, this is just... Okay, look, I'll give you an example. We all know about adrenaline, right? We, this is just very, very simple, okay? So, the, so adrenaline, okay, one of, the, one of the effects of adrenaline, this is a part of the stress mechanism, is to cause the blood vessels to narrow, okay, to constrict, Okay, and one side effect of that is to create higher blood pressure. Okay, but where does that fluid? Okay, so you know you're 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 at a diameter of so many millimeters, and then it squashes down to like one millimeter, just for example. Where does that fluid go? Okay, well it squeezes outside the capillaries. And it settles within the lymphatic system, okay? So this is where you see just this is one mechanism of stress and how it affects the actual lymphatic system or body, extracellular body fluid levels. So what do you do? You, you have all this extra fluid, so you have more opportunity to exchange um, um, uh, nutrients with whatever you know, cells need it the most and pick up. Uh, uh, excrement. So the, the turnover increases. And with the higher blood uh, pressure, that affects the veins in return, you know, because your veins, you know, uh, assist with... Uh, Dr. Wingo, we, Dr. Yeah. Wingo, we have one only break during all of this. And uh, I've been told I need that break. And uh, we're going to come right, right back and you're going to continue educating us about this description, because this is what stress is all about. Yes. We'll be right this back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> we'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. And we'll be right back with Dr. Wingo.
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Wingo, when we were taking our before we took our break, you were explaining something very important for people who think they know all, all to be reminded. And those of us who don't know enough to be reminded, and those who don't know anything at all, because the education has been so poor. People are very receptive to education today about their health and their lives and to want to feel better and, and perform a lifestyle of taking care of themselves. But tell them again that the body's stress of the water, and, and of course I have said with my background, and water life science, is that the body is operating on water, living with the water vapor of the air that's contaminated today. They have, it has to recycle. So you're teaching them about why lymphatically the fluids of the body are not in the mechanical, the operational behavior that is so important to release the stress because they become over-toxic let's just say the manure that gets in there and it heats up like the, uh, the manure when they're doing their organic farms. I always think of it this way. When they go to till that soil in organic farms, they take manure and hay to try to draw moisture out of the soil to draw to with the moisture of the air so they can draw to each other and use less water. In the body, if you get over-toxic, and all of a sudden, the body cannot operate it. You become overly stressed, the body. And it doesn't happen real quick. It takes its time, doesn't it, doctor? It does it slowly to grab onto you. And then all of a sudden, you're going, oh, my gosh, why am I so tired and so blurry-eyed and exhausted? Then all of a person gets stressed out because they can realize they're under a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, it depends on the intensity of the stressor, okay? If you, for instance, um, have, uh, or you're exposed to, like, the, the stressor of Fukushima, where your DNA, this chemical stress, where your DNA is being literally blown apart, it, you, you could, you know, experience uh, effects rather swiftly and quickly. 
Um, and then, then if you have smaller intensities of stressors, which don't drag near on, you know, as say like a major one, uh, like say exposure to, you know, a major, um, you know, carcinogen, you know, that, I mean, you know, or, or arsenic or, you know, um, you know, the, the tuberculosis uh, bacterium. You know, if you're not exposed to like, like types of stressors that induce your body to go into shock, Okay, mm-hmm. then yeah, mm-hmm. it adds up. You can, there's the small ones, the nagging ones are just add up. They're, they are indeed cumulative and they, they add up every day. And this is why, this is why I wrote my book is that a lot of people do not have this vocabulary. A lot of physicians, I've, I've taught many nurses and physicians, I mean, thousands, and there is no basic, this is basic physiology, okay? And the physiologists have left the room and re- been replaced by molecular biologists. So you've got this several generations of physicians and nurses that have not been trained in basic physiology. We're talking 101. We're talking stuff that was taught 50, 60 years ago, but then it just kind of fell off um, you know, fell off, fell off the planet when it came. Well, you know to why, doctor? Do you know why? Well, I know, I know in science. Well, I know in per, science. Prescrip- prescription. Oh, yeah, they started exactly. When the person would get there and the person uh-huh. was sitting there with all of this symptom and, and complaint, the doctor very quickly writes a prescription to try yes. to hopefully postage stamp it, patch quilt it, and hopefully they'll, they'll, they won't come back or other than just a refill. Uh, yes. We have a society... And the United States and the rest of the planet, but in the United States, doctor, do something quick. I need a pill. Right? Right. And what we have is um, for decades now, I mean, this is right exactly in, uh, in a segue what we were just uh, uh, talking about. We have problems uh, with um, the um, pharmaceutical companies actually coming over and teaching classes in medical school. I mean, like, they'll come in, you know, from Pfizer, and it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to be teaching physiology of the lung for the next six weeks. And guess what? But, they but I'm going to interrupt drugs. you again, doctor, I'm going to interrupt mm-hmm. you again. They're coming <laughs> over and teaching about why those medications. Yes. Or they wouldn't be sitting there. Yes. Huh. And... And basically, um, this, um, you know, and again, to, to poo-poo all drugs, you know, that, that's, you know, that's something that's not a wise thing. There, I'm not going to do are, that either. Right. I'm not going to go but, and poo-poo all of it. But, we're, but it's really, it's gotten to where basically there's been a, a hostile takeover of our health system by these people. And it's, it's causing massive And, you know, doctor, I'm going to be fair, amount. too. I'm going to be fair, too, because uh, I've studied all that. I'm going to be yeah. fair to the medical field, because I'm in the medical field, too. But yeah. I'm going to be fair with what I've studied. But the human life on this planet Earth has got to start taking more responsibility to their common sense. They've got to realize and be taught from childhood as, as they're living and they're growing and their lifestyle of choices, that they've got to learn how to get to know who they are, how they tick. 
And if you go to something and the doctor prescribes something to you, you've got to realize you've got to do more work than the medication. And hopefully you won't need the medication very long. I don't think right. those doctors intentionally ever plan that, ever, or the, even the pharmaceutical. No, no. It's really people insane. just got to yeah. where they were on a crutch and they kept, uh, the more they could pop in their mouth. Now, I don't know about you and your age, but I'm in 74. Okay, my parents never really took much medication. Although my grandparents, by the time they got to my grandparents' world, when they got to the nursing home, my gosh, the medication. Today you go over to the hospital, the nursing home, look at the medications people are on today. So much medication, I sometimes... I wonder, how can they stay alive without over-dehydrating to death? With all, except for the medication maybe is giving them a artificial adrenaline. But doctors, have you noticed this in, in the stress of the world? These young people, these all ages, professional people are over-medicated today because of stress? Oh, oh well, let me tell you what kind of sort of hit the nail on the head where I really had my aha moment is moving here to Ecuador. And, you know, Ecuador, they probably, I think the per capita income is like, I don't know, three to 5000 per year. I mean, it's in theory a low income. Well, actually, mm-hmm. actually, technically it's a middle income country um, because mm-hmm. uh, actually uh, countries in Africa are, are much poor. But it's, um, mm-hmm. I, I noticed that it's kind of a, a strange hybrid. You've got the super modern, you know, very, very uh, high-tech, cutting-edge part of society here. I mean, you know, you've got that. Um, I mean, in many ways more advanced, you know, now, than what I'm going to stop you have. for a second. I'm going to stop yeah. you for a second. Uh, we radio talk show hosts do interrupt a lot. Oh, no, no, no problem. <laughs> no, it's interesting. Now, I'm going to ask you, in Ecuador, because that's a good example, uh, in Ecuador, first of all, what's the major um, economic uh, income? Uh, agriculture? Uh, what is their? Uh, what, what do they do for ec- economically there? Well, um, they're one of the oil, the richest oil countries in the world, um, more so than Venezuela or West Texas. That's what um, I heard. But 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 then remember the term banana republic. Uh, they're the largest. Um, um, exporter of bananas. Um, they, okay. they grow all their own food. Oh, okay. Here. I mean, basically. So I mean, it's, okay. It's so all, what is what is the popula- What is the population here? The population is around seventeen million, give or take. Okay. Okay. And and again, I saw this bite. Uh, this this kind of um, division of society. You've got the part that's like really really advanced. I mean, like the the way, like say for instance, the government office. Are, are hooked up together. It's just fantastic. I mean, it is like so efficient. But then you've got the old school, old world culture mm-hmm. that never left. Mm-hmm. The culture of the indigenous, the culture of, well, they call it campesinos, which is kind of like ranchers, which is mm-hmm. not like ranchers in the U.S. This is like old school. This is like, you know, they use like a oxen and, you know, a hoe to like, you know, plant their crops, um, you know, and it's real old school. And mm-hmm. I noticed that the folks that were more modern, like, you know, like the professors, the lawyers, the doctors, they basically 
exactly the same as the U.S. They have the stress-related illness. They're the ones on Prozac. They're the ones on statins, okay? And then you have these other group of folks, okay, which, not to say they don't have anything, but as far as stress-related diseases, it is far, far less. Far, far mm-hmm. less. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there it is right there. Now, on the oil, with the oil, do they do like Alaska does in the United States? Do they get a compensation individually to live there from the oil industry? Oh, oh, it's a little bit different than how we do it in the States. This is um, technically a socialist country. So um, there's 80% of the revenues from oil went to improving the country and, you know, building roads. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And, but they were very, very careful, I mean, about spills. I mean, not to say that this was great, but mm-hmm. they're very, very persnickety about just blatant echo destruction. I mean, they're very, especially, because this is in the Amazon that they're getting all this. So, I mean, you've got indigenous there that depend on their livelihood, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for the water and, you know, the various crops, the land, and when, you know, and so it's a lot less polluted than, like, what we permit, like, say, in West Texas. I used to live in West Texas, so I see, like, I saw firsthand how fracking destroyed the land Mm -hmm. and how, basically, it destroyed the health of the people there. Quick, Mm -hmm. very quick, very quick. Within two, three years, you saw a difference in how people looked. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they became very bloated. Um, and so you just don't have that. It's, uh, it's a very hard thing to describe uh, where the people control more uh, of how things operate here than the government does. Or than, so what than we're they, trying to compare with, with your expertise, yeah. is the stress of the United States, the stress of the other countries of the world, and then what yeah. you've been relating to, to Ecuador, um, yes. that stress all over the world. You could have mm-hmm. a 17 million population. You could have a uh, sharing of the oil well, uh, uh, different uh, types of living in a choice of a country there. Or you can, but you can still have stress. It just depends upon the individuality of people. Have you ever noticed with your background now, and uh, that when you have you ever been so shocked that a person has so much stress and they don't? Why do they? because they seem to have everything going their way. Have you ever noticed that somebody is so stressed, and yet everything's going their way? Why are they so stressed? Why is that well, person stressed? Oh, well, okay. Now, now, this is where it gets interesting. There are five major reasons um, that, it, and this took many years to put together, five reasons why in modern society... Um, we have extreme, toxic, deadly levels of stress. Um, this epidemic, and this isn't. This is in Europe. This is in Japan. This is in the modernized part of China. So I mean, this isn't just the U.S. But we we lead them back by by a long shot. And number one, I'm going to go over these really quickly. Number one is simply complexity. As in, when I mean complexity, I'm talking about multitasking, constantly having something on your plate, trying to, you know, always messing, like, we're really bad about this in the U.S., with our gadgets. I mean, just constant. And the thing is is that there should be a a surgeon general, what was it, you know, warning, uh, you know, general surgeon warning um, when it comes to, like, 
overdoing this because what that does is that is a very potent um, stimulator of cortisol and adrenaline. And it's okay for a little while, but when you do this every day, day in, day out, um, this is actually going to cause many stress-related illnesses. It's going to cause many problems with emotional regulation and hence, you know, um, people becoming very despondent and suicidal and needing, uh, farm- well, needing pharmaceuticals. Um, and um, it also shuts down parts of the frontal lobe, which actually that's where we get our problem solving. Um, mm-hmm. So right. simplify, simplify, simplify. Seriously, I mean, this is where some of I want to... So we don't miss out on this for the rest of the show. What are yes. some of the secrets, some of the uh, educational tips uh, that a person, let's say, is, is the kind of person that appears to always be happy, things going well, but for some reason they get so stressed. Then you've got people who appear to be all that energy and, and upset because they, uh, they want to, they're under stress and they're ha- uh, you know, and then you've got another person uh, that is uh, handles stress very well. Um, how are you going to? How are you teaching people to not over medicate, but to live with the disappointment that things can change, that life has stresses? How do you teach them how to be disciplined well, without over medicating? Absolutely. First off, okay, the, the five, five major um, reasons that stress is uh, out of control in modernized society, okay, is I discuss these heavily in my book, and what I tell people to do is now that they understand the five major reasons why this is, like in the last hundred years, become really out of control, they, what, what I instruct them to do, it's very, very simple. Sit down and under these five categories, now that you understand very simply what they are and how they relate to your life, write down each individual stressor in your life. Exactly. I mean, like literally, just make an itemized list. And it's probably going to go on for several weeks because now, there's what probably are the several five, hundred. What are the, uh, Dr. Wingo, what are the five? Start out with like you make a list, you make a list. Yes. Yes. Number one is complexity, Okay. And I discuss this yeah, heavily in my book. It's, again, it's the multitasking, having too much on our plate, thinking too much, messing with our gadgets, okay, too much, mm-hmm. and not just sitting still. Okay, that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, okay, is uh, loss, of inequ- uh, loss of equality in society. So societies that are highly unequal, like ours, are going to cause, and, and this is a World Health Organization study, are going to cause a lot of early uh, mortality or death or morbidity Mm -hmm. or stress-related diseases, especially in men, okay? So an unequal society is um, an early death for a lot of its members, especially men. Very closely related is loss of social capital, which we have lost a lot of. Um, Just in my lifetime, um, I've seen in Texas, there used to be a lot of, you know, getting together with family or your friends, going to church. I mean, you know, not everybody's religious, but still, um, you know, political involvement. It's whatever people do other than going to the bar to, to, to get together, you know, to get together and solve okay, a problem. What is, number, what is number three? I'm, I'm down to three minutes left. What is number okay. three? 
Okay, okay, that, that's number three. Number four, okay, okay. Is, lo- is loss of human biome. Okay, so that is like the derangement of your um, bacteria that you have in your gut, on your skin, and in your orifices. And the reason okay. is, is that those function as um, uh, extensions of your own uh, organ system. Okay. Okay. okay, major. And the fourth, this is up your alley, is, is um, actual like chemical contamination. Okay, mm-hmm. whether it's through water, whether it's through soil, air, or mm-hmm. voluntary. Mm-hmm. What, what we like, our, our hygiene products, our cleaning products, these all cause tremendous physical chemical stress. Mm-hmm. And again, if you, if you can go through and write down, mm-hmm. especially the first three, and write down each individual stress you have in your life, then that there, you can see what you need to do to change your life. In order now, to I do know, I do know, and I've studied with doctors all over the planet uh, here, uh, scientists, that if you, you've got to drink a lot of water. People, and, and not with any added ingredients because it blocks absorption too heavy. That's right. That That's right. It, it, there has been a secret. The more water you drink, the more you can learn to balance that stress, to give yourself the energy to live with it until you get it balanced out to where you can discipline and, and this over medication is taking lives every minute of the oh, day. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're in a profession that absolutely over medicate and uh, they're not looking at the proper nutrition and, and my, my team, I have a lot of ophthalmologists who've been studying uh, nutrition just for the eyes. Because oh, of yeah. people not eating the right foods, that maybe they're over-inflamed with an allergy that they didn't even know have with the food. But we're out of time, and I yeah. want I want to tell you now the, the 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 name of your book is the impact of the human stress response, and where can they find it? You can you can go on my website, marywingo.com, and read a bunch of other good, uh, provocative, controversial stuff. Or you can also okay. pick it up, pick it up on uh, Amazon.com. Okay, and Mary, your last name, is, is, is Dr. Wingo, it's W-I-N-G-O. You're a PhD, and your field has been studying all this time stress. And I will tell you, um, I cannot believe. Uh, would you have believed at the stress we're seeing now today and the impact of people and their health issues to where they give up and they, uh, they're committing yes. suicide every day, every day, yes. and drug-induced, yes. not only legal, illegal, because they become predatorized by people who do it illegally? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I wrote the book. Yeah, that's why I wrote this book, is that the humanitarian crisis we're in. Yeah, Yeah, we are in a humanitarian crisis. And it's obviously, it's not just the United States, because Dr. Winko, what is ISIS? The terrorist group. They're joining together to keep everybody just frustrated that everybody is unhappy. Oh yeah, but I will oh, let yeah. you. Yeah. I will let you go, and uh, let's do this again because stress yes. is here. Thank you, and thank I'm sure you. you could teach us a lot more again later. I want to thank you. Yeah, and you be well and take care of yourself. You too. Thank you. Have a wonderful thank day. Thank you for your time today. Okay. You bye-bye. have a nice day. Bye. 
Well, I want to thank you for listening. All of our guests have been amazing, and this has been a very hot subject today, stress. Embrace your life. Release the stress, but embrace somebody else's life. But Earth Whispers, don't take it all with you. Leave something behind of yourself for everybody and all the generations of children to know you cared about them, too. You have a nice day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.